This is a time for change. This is a time for awakening. This is a time for an unfolding of who you truly are. This is a time to evolve into the being you were meant to be. This is your time. Hello everyone, welcome to Men on Fire. My name is Micah Wren, a former mechanic and engineer turned transformational teacher. And each week I'll deliver an inspiring message to help you excavate those repressed inner negative feelings and install new thoughts that will finally allow you to truly become the person you were born to be. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Men on Fire here on Soul Mechanic TV and Soul Mechanic Radio. Today I want to talk about something that is mainly for men. That's kind of what the topic is today, but it's also for women, especially women that, um, you know, have stepped into a man's shoes, so to, so to speak, in um, either their vocation or because they're single uh, parents or whatever the case is. This affects all of us, although I will focus uh, a little bit more on men in today's episode. So it's entitled Healing Ourselves. And we've gone through a bunch of different things on various episodes, but you know, sometimes we don't get enough guidance on maybe perhaps how to heal ourselves and start to make us feel whole again. And that's because actually almost all of us, 70% of the time, we're living in a protective state. And we live in, in stress or in a state of survival. And we do this automatically. It's not, you know, something um, that, it's, that this part is programmed because this comes from uh, a deep part in our brain called the amygdala. And the reason it's called amygdala is because it comes from the word for almonds uh, in Latin. And because each, there's two of the amygdala and or amygdalae, and they are almond shaped and they're nestled deep within our brain, just kind of above our uh, throat level. And it's part of the limbic system. And for each one of the sides or hemispheres of the brain, there is one of the amygdalae that, that work for that side. And most of its responsibility that we found out is for fear and threat detection and uh, also for um, emotional memories. Now, it's also been recently, very recently discovered that it's also for stimulating a positive thought process and emotional process as well. And um, I don't know if you have ever uh, seen one of the uh, documentaries that, uh, that I happened to see, but it showed how uh, somebody walking towards you on a, on a city street, and there's just that person coming towards you, that you automatically look at them, you judge them for threat, 
uh, automatically. You look at facial expressions, how they're walking, all little things that you've uh, automatically intuitively know and or have memorized by experience that have caused you some distress, distress in the past. So you're constantly looking out for this all the time and it's automatically done. It's not something you control or can you control it. It's for our own safety and that is part of the amygdala's job is to analyze that and send an emotional response as soon as it determines that there is a threat or fear. So the amygdala is always at the ready to initiate a fight or flight response, no matter what. And it's based on our others, what our other senses tell us. So whether you know it or not, you're always searching your environment and to determine whether it's feel safe or not. And what about the masks we're wearing now? I wasn't just saying this, I'm thinking about this, you know, we're, we're hiding our face and just have our eyes for most people seeing uh, our face. And it's difficult to determine friend or foe under this. We don't even know if they're smiling sometimes or laughing or silently telling us to screw off. You know, we don't, we can't, we've lost some of that uh, determination. So that's uh, just an interesting um, sidebar. I just thought of there as we discussed that with you. So. But when we do this, we're always anticipating an outcome. So, um, which means we're always preparing for what could go wrong because through past experiences, we've, we've experienced something and we think, well, and that person looks like that, that's not good. Or even intuitively, we feel that and we feel the energy vibration from those people because we we are all energy we all exude an energy vibration and many times as you know you can detect somebody's negativity or someone's positivity um, within the room or we're close proximity to them so uh, when they're giving out those negative vibes we do pick that up and the amygdala says whoa whoa better be on guard here better be on guard so our amygdala then begins to prepare our emotional responses, whether it's fear, anxiety, worry, sadness, or pain. The point to take away from all this is that we do all of this unconsciously. It's just a, a program per se that we're running in the background, but that starts to become habitual as we memorize our responses in the past, which if you follow the last episode, have discovered that the past doesn't have to equal our future. So if you're living in a world where men, this is going to men now, if you're men, if you're living in a world that you have to provide and show a certain amount of success or competitiveness in order to you know, meet people's criteria, then you're not going to open your heart. There's no way that you can get that heart open because you're living at a time when you're surviving, surviving is most important to you because this competitiveness is constantly a struggle for survival. 
We see that in professional sports all the time, right? They're competitive, 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 because they have to be because they are getting paid for it. And that brings out some kind of joy within them in order to overcome all odds. And I'm all for competition, but I'm more for competition with yourself, not with others. You don't have to compare yourself to others. I don't have to be the best podcast in the world. I just try to improve every time I open that camera lens. So I don't have to compete with anybody. I'm just competing with myself. And you're not going to be able to open your heart because it's not a time for you to do that. You're too busy surviving and that's what's most important to you at this time. And yet I've seen men practicing opening their hearts and in a sense it's like it's like being or reverting back to being a child again being that little boy again and being curious and full of wonder and wondering and being free allowing yourself to just let go have you ever looked back at a picture of yourself as a little boy have you ever wondered where that little boy went? I know I have. I stare at it sometimes and think, wow, I had a wonderful childhood, very happy-go-lucky. And then we're saddled with all these responsibilities of success and wealth and the way we're supposed to act, the way our partners want us to act, our uh, society wants us to act, our, our um, bosses want us to act all certain ways and we sometimes act different ways at each venue we, we've become like like actors holding that proverbial mask up and then changing it when we go home putting a different one on when we go to work putting a different one on when we're with the guys putting a different one on when we're in a mixed party it, it it's nuts and i've hey i've done it all i've i've been there with you i uh, we've all done this I'm no better than anyone else. I'm just um, trying to figure this stuff out myself and then verbalizing it for you. So, uh, again, that, that little boy, where did he go? He's still there. He's still there, hidden under piles and piles of other people and society's agendas that tell us how we as men are supposed to behave you must do this you must be stoic you must be strong you shouldn't show your emotions do not allow anyone to see that you are vulnerable because that would be a weakness that could be exploited by your enemy at least that's what your ego says because enemies are all around us, aren't they? Just dying to exploit us. That's what the ego wants you to think. But that's not the case. But us as men, then, we have to lay down that very thing we used our whole life to get what we wanted. Which was supposedly wealth and success and stature before others and we have to lay this down in order to get something 
greater that we want to happen to us to occur. Now, if you can do this, the side effect of this, if you can really truly do this, is allowing the healing to begin. And once you let this house of cards that you've allowed yourself to, to build all these years to fall and collapse, you'll feel that energy shift within you. As I said, we're all energy. And sometimes that energy, because we've, we've piled it all together and located it in one spot, and it's just so intense, and that brings on disease and struggle for us, different things. And it's not unheard of to see men instantaneously heal from conditions they've had for many, many years, including serious heart conditions and, and even cancers. They fall away after they allow this house of cards to disintegrate. And why is this? And scientifically, this is because once this house of card falls away, the body begins to release over 13 to 1400 different chemicals. And these chemicals begin to restore and repair the body. So it's like you were locked up tight in this vault. You kept everything in this vault and this container I've described before, everything pushed down inside you so tight and compacted, put in there by some kind of um, backhoe or bulldozer and just plowed it into the bottom so hard that it's full and can't take anymore. And this causes your immune system to start collapsing, allowing things that you would normally shrug off, just compile together and cause you disease. And many of those things, including those very serious conditions I just mentioned, can be totally obliviated by just allowing this house of cards to fall and allowing your heart to start opening up. Because you're no longer living in stress then, in survival mode. Um, that, that we talked about earlier with the amygdala. And so now, in the intellectual mind, in your intellectual mind, if, if you begin to understand that when you open your heart, you can heal, that you can lead from a different consciousness, lead people from a different consciousness, because we as men typically are looked to also for our leadership either for our children, for our spouses, for uh, our employment, for society, many, many times over and over. But we can lead from a different consciousness now. And that's actually a huge advantage to us. Although many of us who are stuck in survival mode think it just makes us vulnerable. But as we'll see, that's an advantage too. And then once you understand the science of this and why, you can get it in your rational mind and it, and it works. And then you can start going after it. Because usually if you can get it and you can understand it, then men can pursue it. They, they see a goal, right? We're, we're pretty singular 
in our in our goals, aren't we, guys? I mean, we're not the greatest multitaskers, and um, we tend to be very focused. And, and I'm exactly the same way. I can hardly walk and chew gum at the same time. Sometimes it's you know, that's the way we're wired, though, too, because we are very have to be very focused on one task in order to accomplish it well and to be able to lead others. And that's why sometimes we're more suited for different leadership roles than some women. It depends on the role, of course, and what, what is involved. And I'm not trying to slight women here. They're great leaders as well. Don't misunderstand, but that's just kind of why men were or, or, and are sometimes selected more for that singularity in focus. So, but now it makes sense to them. So they go after it. And is this making any sense to you? I, I hope it is. I know it, it makes sense to me, but, you know, I've been teaching some of this stuff for a while now. So my heart's already opening. And, and I just want to bring this to you. So because there's not a lot of evidence, though, or support in our society or environment for men to be vulnerable, is there? Even though the latest research shows that vulnerability is one of the top five qualities for a great leader. And guys, many women also say they find it compelling as well. So being vulnerable can't be that bad. If it makes you a great leader, or one of the top five qualities of a great leader, and makes you also more attractive to the opposite sex. So when men begin to think this through, and they start to get some of this, then they slowly, little by little, just like a flower blooming, petal by petal, they start trusting just a little more. And they start opening up a little bit more. They start getting a little happier. And they start breaking down this wall, this facade that they've created to have an appearance of being a certain way for the world, yet feeling so empty inside. We, we've all been there. Many of you are there right now. But you don't have to stay there. You just have to or start opening your heart, become a little more vulnerable. And then they start, the men start to realize that the, the joy that they want never came from the success, never came from the wealth or popularity or other things outside of themselves that the world would have you believe, that your ego would have you believe. It comes from within. Success, it seems then, is truly an inside job. It's not from the outside. Success is attainable, and many people have different uh, definitions of it, but it can only truly come from inside. And as this goes on, men discover that the heart opens even more when you start caring for another person, when you care for other people, when you start to develop this feeling of empathy for others, other li lives, other th things on this planet, 
you start to feel what it would be like to be in their shoes. And sometimes the way we treated people or animals or things or plants, it doesn't matter anything on this planet. We start to double think that. Hmm. Was that who I truly was? Or was that just what society has taught me that I should shove people out of the way, step on every bug I see, you know, all those things that we need to start to question. But as we keep opening up more and more, and then we start to give and we start to express and experience gratitude. Not just when people give us stuff, but we express it ourselves. And we're thankful for it in advance even. I can't wait to be able to give this to that person. To, to be able to expound on something and, and hopefully enlighten them somehow. And that's how I feel. I can't wait to talk to you and hopefully help you understand yourself just a little bit better. And because you're opening up and you want to truly give and help others, that's when you actually get more. Because giving starts the receiving process. The more you give, the more will we return to you over and over again. And it's been mentioned in wisdom traditions and even in the Bible for thousands and thousands of years. Give and you shall receive. The more you give, the more you will get. But you must give not for selfish reasons, because it makes you feel joy and happiness inside. And you have that empathy. Your heart is opening little by little, more and more, each passing day, week, month, and year. You continue to grow. And hey, many times, you know, I've fallen back, I've gotten in, in lousy moods or perhaps negative um, Nelly moments. I mean, those things happen to everyone. So you just have to dismiss them, work through them and get back on track. It, it's, it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And no one ever said our job here on Earth was going to be easy. It's a tough one, but we can do it. It's so gratifying in order to grab it and, and, and work through this. And then you start to become more like that child, that little boy, that little boy you saw in the picture. Remember him? I'm thinking of mine right now. And then you become more relaxed, more free, less rigid. And you can finally discover what it's like to give yourself back to yourself and become the person and being you truly are. Now, I hope this serves you and if you know uh, somebody else who should listen to this podcast, men especially, um, women, spouses out there, if you've got a man in your life and you think they should hear this, please play it for them 
or have them listen to as much as they can. Uh, some people are ready to hear some of this stuff and some people are not. And that's totally fine. It, everybody's in a different part of their journey and different path. So uh, it doesn't make anyone any better than anyone else. But if you can open your heart, become a little more vulnerable, express gratitude, show some empathy. My God, what a change you will make in your life and your happiness and your success and what you will bring to yourself and your family. It's so worth it, guys. It's so worth it. And I know I mentioned women at the beginning too, and you know, this happens to women too, especially since in the last you know, 20, 25 years, for the most part, we've had a lot of women step into men's roles for, for whatever reasons. And they've almost adopted a lot of the men's syndromes. And you see that with the increase in heart disease and the same similar diseases that men used to lead, women are catching up and sometimes passing the men. So women need this too. Think of yourself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We've given selfishness a bad rap. We're not supposed to be selfish, but you are the most important person in your life. And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Of course, we just talked about helping others, and you must do that. But you also must take care of yourself first, because you're no good for anyone else if you're no good for yourself. So I hope this has served you. Please let me know. Leave a note in the comments or uh, let me know what what's you would like to hear maybe in another topic. But I love doing this for you. And I hope to see you again very, very soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment, give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one.